The Hindenburg left Frankfurt, Germany, yes, uh, Tuesday even rather, at 7.30, their time. And for better than two and a half days, they've been speeding through the skies over miles and miles of water here to America. On May 6, 1937, the Hindenburg arrived in America. The 800-foot-long hydrogen-filled Zeppelin held 97 people and had just completed a trip across the Atlantic. At dusk, the blimp came in to dock at an airfield in New Jersey. Radio reporter Herbert Morrison was on the scene. This was a pivotal moment for both airships and radio news. At this point, radio news was only read live on the air. Stations never used pre-recorded material because the sound quality was bad and it was difficult to edit. But because what Morrison recorded was so shocking, they broke that rule. This report would become one of the first pieces of radio recorded live on scene and then broadcast throughout the U.S. Well, here it comes, ladies and gentlemen. We're out now outside of the hangar, and what a great sight it is. A thrilling one. It's a marvelous sight. It's coming down out of the sky, pointed directly towards us and toward the mooring mast. The mighty diesel motors just roared, their propellers sliding into the air and throwing it back into a gale-like whirlpool. No wonder this great floating palace can travel through the air at such a speed with these powerful motors behind it. Now, a field that we thought active when we first arrived has turned into a moving mass of cooperative action. The landing crews have rushed to the posts and spots, and orders are being passed along, and last-minute preparations are being completed for the moment we have waited for so long. The ship is riding majestically toward us like some great feather, riding as though it was mighty, mighty proud of the place it's playing in the world's aviation. The ship is no doubt busting with activity, as we can see. Orders are shouted to the crew. The passengers are probably lining the windows, looking down at the field ahead of them, getting their glimpse of the mooring mass. It's practically standing still now. They've dropped ropes out of the nose of the ship, and uh, it's been taken a hold of down on the field by a number of men. It's starting to rain again. The rain had uh, slacked up a little bit. The back motors of the ship are just holding it uh, just enough to keep it from... It's bursting into flames. Get it, Charlie. Get it, Charlie. It's rising. It's rising. It's rising. Terrible. Oh, my. Get out of the way, please. It's running and bursting into flames, and, and it's falling on the morning bath, and all the folks agree that this is terrible. This is the one of the worst catastrophes in the world. Oh, it's... It's funny. Oh, four or five hundred feet into the sky. It, it's a terrific crash, ladies and gentlemen. The smoke and the flames now. And the frame is crashing to the ground. Not quite to the mooring mass. All the humanity and all the passengers feeling around it. I don't do it. I can't even talk to people. His friends are out there. It's a... It's, it's a oh. I, I can't talk, ladies and gentlemen. On his sit leg, there are massive smoking wreckage. And everybody can hardly breathe and talk as a craving lady. I, I, I'm sorry. Honestly, I, I can hardly breathe. I, I'm going to step inside where I cannot see it. The World According to Sound is made by Chris Hoff and Sam Hernett. I, I, listen, folks, I, I'm going to have to stop for a minute because I've lost the voice. This is the worst thing I've ever witnessed.